Oh, clown, uh, clown outfits. I wonder if that's where the clown wasn't there a turtle, a Ninja Turtle clown. I thought that was Rob Luther. Oh, you hoser! Oh. <laughs> Michelangelo here, you know, the master of the whirling pizzas. And you, my friend, are listening to Turtle Flakes, a bodacious bowl of Ninja Turtles goodness, brought to you by my radical dudes, Rob and Josh. Cowabunga! Cowabunga dudes to do that, and welcome to another episode of Turtle Flakes. I'm joined by my main man, my partner in Ninja Turtle Crime, Poser Josh. Yo. How's it going, buddy? Pretty good. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. Are you enjoying your uh, your new place? Yeah, yeah. It's good. I uh, just got the f- uh, the floors done in the basement. We got a epoxy floors done. Oh, so they look beautiful, man. Yeah, I'm excited. Ah, oh, oh, sweet. Won't be long. You'll have those game shells all set up. That's right. Yeah, I got to do some painting first, so it's coming together. It's just going to take a little time. Oh, absolutely, man. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, you know, listeners, Josh has an amazing game collection. Like when when I went over there um, a couple weeks ago, uh, he's got just crates filled with systems, um, and each crate's like its own system in games. And he he must have like thirty, forty crates just of video game stuff. It's it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it really is, but. Uh, but yeah, uh, I've not been up to too much this week. I, I didn't really get too many turtle pickups, except for um, uh, my brother-in-law. He came over, and he was kind enough to get me a birthday present. And it's uh, looks like it's the Bebop Mega Blocks collection. It looks really awesome. It's got Casey Jones. It's got Bebop on a motorcycle holding a club. So can't go wrong with that. Yeah, man. Yeah, heck yeah. Oh, and it even lights up. Ooh, all nice. Right, what about that? Oh, all right, I'll have to set that up. What kind of batteries does it take? I, I don't know. I'm not sure, but I know the motorcycle lights up. Let's see. I don't see where it shows what kind of battery. I'm not sure. But yeah, I'll have to, that'll be the project for the weekend. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. What about you, man? Did you get any pickups? Uh, I don't think so. Not last week, no. Uh, I hear you, man. It's uh, You had quite the haul when you were in, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was saying that on the last show. A lot of my... Um, pickups uh, as, as a matter of fact the toy we're going to review here in a minute they were from the the flea market that you and i went to which was an amazing haul like i've got all of them on my uh, windowsill right now because i ran out of space on my shelf uh but yeah so i had a, a great great haul but um but anyway hoser uh since we got a rock and roll this morning uh you want to go right into the toy review sure yeah why not let's do it all let's right. do it huh let's do it Forget about it. <laughs> hey, did she say pizza? So you live in an antique store? Yep, pizza. Well, above, actually. Well, I was going to give you guys a tour of the store. Ready? Well, the toy I wanted to review today, uh, this is a toy that I actually did not have uh, growing up. This is the uh, Sewer Cycling Raff, and I think it's part of the Sewer Spitters toy line. And this came out in 1992. Now... As far as the box art goes for this figure, well, actually, the reason I, I picked it in the first place, it's just so vibrant. I mean, this is like the perfect 80s figure. This is the one, I don't know if you remember this, Josh, uh, this is the one that had the water bottle on the back. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't know what that was for. And then finally, jo I was telling Joshua Rourke about the figure, and there's a little hole uh, in between his teeth, so it looks like he's little, got a little gap in his teeth, and that's where the water spits out. Oh, so like in, um, what is that, Turtles, the second Turtles movie? Oh, well, in the first one, um, remember when Leo, or was it Leo or uh, Donatello that's in the fish tank, and then they pull him out, and then he spits the water out at him? Oh, yeah, it was Donatello, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, so this figure is just really vibrant, really colorful. And, you know, I was just like, this is the epitome of the 90s right here. So as far as the box art goes, there's actually two variant cards, which is which is crazy. The cheaper one, um, is the, it's got uh, Raph on a unicycle, I guess it is, or a tricycle uh, <laughs> on the left side. And then on the front side, he's got his, his squirt gun. Looks awesome. Uh, it says, new squirts water up to 18 inches, or I guess 18 inches further. So that's pretty cool. And it says, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Sewer Cycling Raph, the Beach Biking Battle Boy. So, and nice alliteration there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. And then the other card uh, on the front of it, it says Ninja Power, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And it's a completely different art style. It, it must have come out in, um, in Europe or something like this because I've never seen packaging quite like this. But this one is a lot more expensive. Like, you go to find this card on eBay and you're going to pay. <laughs> Uh, I think it was $60, whereas the first one was only 30 And that was uh, unpunched, the card was. so. And here's a description on the back. It says, Sewer Cycling Raph would rather spray it than say it. Especially when it comes... <laughs> that was pretty good. Especially when it comes to the Foot Clan. He's in top turtle training with no time to stop and sweat. He's on a mutant mission to become the best beach biker to ever pedal through the puddle. Man, a lot of uh, wordplay here. Yeah, they're really going for that. <laughs> they really are. A sewer cycling raft is on a ball and ready for action. His bicycle pump, a gun is lubed, loaded, and ready to fire. His water bottle blaster is primed, poised, and ready to quench. His spit and shine triwheeled unicycle is balanced, breathtaking, and ready to ride. He's super spitting sewer cycling raft, and he's not stopping for anyone. Unless. Rob, Rob, are you spitting while you're saying that? Sewer cycling super spitting. <laughs> oh, it's, it's pretty. Yep. Uh, unless they're having a bodacious beach pizza bash. Man, what a tongue tie. But, uh, yeah, awesome description there. I, I just had to read that. Now, as far as the figure itself, very, very colorful. Just, just a beautiful figure. I love the, um, the neon, uh, pink, like, shirt sleeves. He's got a little Walkman. He's got a chain for some reason with a lock on it right around his, his uh, right arm. He's got, I think that's a plunger trapped across his chest. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, and he's got a little uh, soda pop bottle uh, that actually has a soda sticker on it that's still on there. And, of course, he's wearing uh, black, I guess, short shorts, and it says Team Turtle. Yeah, biker shorts. Yeah, yeah, looking great, looking great. And he's got a little helmet on, so, you know, safety there. And even the, the top of the helmet in the middle, it says Turtles, so that's a nice little touch there. Um, he's got headphones on, which probably isn't as safe. But, yeah, and then, of course, the big giant water bottle in the back where you actually fill it up with water. And another really cool thing, is the accessories themselves. They're, they're really cool. You get a bicycle pump gun, a water bottle blaster, and a sewer soda cup. And the, so that, that's three right there. And then you get a fourth one. It's the um, tri-wheeled unicycle uh, that, that Raph actually can ride. So that's four accessories for the, just this one figure. And as far as articulation goes, it's you know standard with all the, uh, all the original turtles of that mold back in the 90s. So, you know, you're always going to be a little bit limited there, but 
I think out of all the turtle toys out there, this is one of the better ones because of all the accessories and just the way it looks. I mean, it's totally 80s, even though I guess technically it was 1992 when this came out. But definitely reminds you of you know the the original cartoon quite a bit. Uh, very very vibrant figure. And I say I'd probably give this uh, nine out of ten for that reason. Nine out of ten. Uh, nine out of ten plungers or nine plungers out of ten. There we go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Sorry, my brain's not working this morning. So Hoser, um, want to get in the comic? Let's do it. Let's do it. Hello, violators. You're in Casey's comic classroom. Prepare to be schooled. So uh, I could give you guys a really quick update uh, to get you caught up to speed. So we're on uh, volume one of the Mirage series. So this is the original comic book series. And we are on issue number six. So um, real quick, I'll just run through uh, the first five issues. So uh, in the first issue, it's the introduction of the Turtles, and they have a battle with Shredder. Issue two is introduction of Baxter Stockman and the Mausers. Uh, issue three... Splinter is abducted by the Utroms. In issue four, the turtles go to TCRI to try to recover Splinter, and uh, they ended up getting thrown into a portal. And then in issue five, they end up uh, on a foreign planet, and they meet Fugitoid, uh, and they learn that he's the person that created the transmat device, which the Utroms have, which is what transported them there, and that uh, he can help them get back. So at the end of issue five... Yeah, they're caught in a war too, aren't they? Yeah, there's a war between uh, the Triceratons and uh, I'm not sure what the human guys are. I don't remember. I think they were the Federation. I think that's what they were. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So at the end of issue five, you know, they're fighting over Fugitoid because they want his transmat device because they want to use it to like warp uh, bombs into other people's ships and things like that um, to use it for military purposes. And Fugitoid didn't want that to happen. So, uh, you know, he was delaying working on the device and then they finally just tried to kidnap him. So, uh, it looks like the Triceratons kidnap Fugitoid and the Turtles are trying to recover him because they need him to get back uh, to to Earth. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the, the crazy thing is, I mean, this is just five issues that you're talking about right now, you know? Five issues and look how much has already happened. You know? <laughs> yeah. We started off issue one in New York City and now we are uh, in outer space. We were on one planet, now we're on the Triceraton planet. It's just, it blows my mind how quickly and how fast-paced this entire, you know, first run was. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I mean, there's a lot of characters, a lot of story being revealed. I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. And by the way, the artwork in this issue, my goodness. Beautiful, man. Absolutely beautiful. And, uh, you know, so this issue, it, it kind of, it picks up, of course, it was uh, Kevin Eastman, Peter Laird. Um, and I didn't know this, but Steve Levine was uh, lettering all these early comics, except for, I think, the first issue. So that, that was kind of cool. Yeah, that is neat. Yeah, we're trying to get him on the show as well. So hopefully by the end of the summer, he will be joining us. But If you uh, don't scare him away. Oh, I know. Well, gosh, my internet will work. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> but yeah, so this one kind of starts out um, where, uh, like you said, the Turtles were following Fugitoid, you know, trying to get him back so that they can get home. Pretty much, Fugitoid has been held hostage by the Triceratons because they want they want to use him to design that transmat, that weapon. And of course, Honeycutt doesn't want to do that, you know, because he knows it could potentially kill millions of people, and he doesn't want his invention uh, to be, you know, a source of destruction. So, um, right away, I mean, you get beautiful artwork. Uh, you've got Mozart, and I think this is this his first appearance. I think so. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So he's a major character, and uh, Mozart's actually talking to Honeycutt as they fly to the Triceraton planet. 
And Honeycutt, he's trying to act angry because, of course, he's been kidnapped, but he's fascinated by the actual planet itself. Looks great. And then when you turn to the next page, you get two huge panels, or, or you know, I guess a two-page spread of the Triceraton planet. And, man, it looks amazing. It's like a base. It says, try base one, welcome home. You are cleared to dock at Republic Central Bay 43. Yeah, so the, these kind of looks like, they look like almost like a, uh, a stalag, stalagmite or stalactite. I can't remember. The ones that go down. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, it's almost like if, uh, maybe an icicle, right? So yeah. you take an icicle off, it's really long and pointy. And then at the flat end of the, at the flat end of it, there's like a dome on it. And it almost looks like a city underneath the dome. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And then there's tons of stuff jutting out the sides, I'm guessing, for controls. So it's like it's like part of an asteroid that they turn into a mini planet that's mobile. It's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. It looks like a giant ice cream cone. Yeah, d- dude, <laughs> you're making me hungry. Come I'm on. sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man, and it just blows my mind. How long do you think it took them just to draw this? Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, my there's, gosh. There's so much detail here. This, this would take like a year for me. If I even had it, you know, remotely that kind of talent. Man, there's there's got to be like ten or twelve of these uh, asteroid planet doodads yeah. ships, <laughs> and then on top of that, you've got a bunch of other ships in the background, and then you've got two planets in the background and a ton of stars. I mean, it's it's pretty amazing. Oh, absolutely. And I'm, are you looking at it in the color classics or the uh, original? Uh, I've got the uh, actually, I've got the um, ultimate collection. Oh, okay. You know that big book, the commentary at the back. The back, it's uh, black and white, so I don't. Have the color version, but okay, uh, yeah, I'm looking at the color classics right now, and they did a great job. Ah, oh, man, I'd love to see it there. Yeah, yeah the the asteroids are like slightly purple-ish, which is kind of cool. Oh, it's like a cool dark purple, and then uh, the other ships are like yellow and red. It's pretty neat. Ah, oh, it's awesome. Yeah, so uh, they finally land, and um, Honeycut is going to be talking to the, I guess, chief commander of the Triceraton planet, and I think his name was um, Zan Raman. Or Zan, I don't know. Zan Ramon? I don't know. I like ramen. <laughs> Me too. Chicken's <laughs> my favorite. That's right. <laughs> yeah, we'll call him Zan Ramen. It's probably totally off. But, um, so, you know, and that's where we're going to get, um, you know, the dialogue between the two talking about, you know, hey, we need, we need you f- to make this weapon and everything. So, meanwhile, Mozar commands uh, some of the Triceraton soldiers to... Uh, scour the ship and then you know repair everything so they go in and I like this they actually go in the ship and they see the Ninja Turtles were they meditating yeah <laughs> I guess that's what they were doing in there you, we don't need no stinking oxygen <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty hardcore yeah yeah uh, so you know and at first the Triceratons are like wow this is a strange alien species here you know, I've not seen this before so they imprison the turtles and the turtles are giving them some lip I'm telling you oh yeah oh yeah even while they have the oxygen tubes in their mouth. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, you know, one of the Triceratons uh, even threatens Michelangelo. Um, but I love, I love what Mikey says here. I think it was Mikey. He says, you know, Pinhead, back where I come from, bozos like you know their place. The museums <laughs> display the skeletons of long-dead ancient freaks. <laughs> and then the Triceraton kind of like does a, a, a curly here. He goes, why you, why you oughta? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they imprison the turtles, and um, you find out later on that they got a special plan for them, uh, which is great. I love what happens later on in this book. So meanwhile, you've got Fugitoid, after he's had his big conversation with, uh, I'm just going to call him the Supreme Leader, whatever you want to call him, um, Mr. Ramen. 
<laughs> and uh, you know, he's just kind of having this monologue, you know, talking like, "Oh, I can't. I'm I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. You know, I can't. Chances are they're gonna kill the turtles if I don't give them what they want. But if I give them what they want, millions of other people are gonna be killed. So he's you know he's struggling with this. And then you get this really really cool transition um, from Honeycutt staring out into space to Earth, right back in New York City again. Yeah, so it's uh, it's, it's transitioning from, uh, like as you said, as from one planet to the other, and you see a really nice view of New York City, so you can see like uh, kind of the skyline, mm-hmm. uh, and then it zooms into the uh, second time around shop, which is uh, April's uh, inherited uh, junk shop, and she's she's about to open the door, and she's she's just standing there and says, "Oh, please." And she's she's like secretly hoping that the turtles will be back. And of course, she opens the door and they're gone. And she's very very concerned because she's trying to figure out what happened to them and where they're at. Um, so then she decides, you know, while she's waiting for them, she's just going to turn on the TV. So she turns on the TV, uh, and then she sees uh, on the TV reporters come up, and they're at the TCRI building. Yeah, and speaking of the um, reporters, this was a cool little um, uh, trivia here. Um, one of the reporters' names was uh, Jim McNaughton, and that was actually one of Kevin Eastman's middle school friends. Um, oh, they, really? Yeah, yeah. I read it in the commentary at the end of the comic, and Kevin Eastman was saying that they used to draw comics together. It was it was Jim, Kevin, and somebody else. He he was saying I can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, he just wanted to kind of pay tribute to him real quick. Yeah, and and then the the TCRI building. That's where the news reports are talking about that strange flash that was seen there two days ago. And then April starts putting the pieces together. She's like, wait a minute, the turtles were there to, they, they were there. you know, And that's exactly how long they've been gone now, two days. So she has no idea really what to do. And I like how she's watching the monsters. She's like, oh, the monsters will cheer me up. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, you know, April's just kind of at a loss of what to do. And then it goes back to the Triceraton planet. And this time we're at a sports arena. Probably my favorite part of the book. Yeah, and I love it. So they're transitioning to the the sports arena, and the first shot is like zoomed out, like you would see like on a football stadium, so you could see the entire outside of the stadium. Yeah, <laughs> and it, and it's a it's a triangle, and it says Tri Sports. Um, That's awesome. It makes it makes me think of that ColecoVision system, the <laughs> where it had like a wheel on one side and a gun on the other. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so and then it shows uh, two of the Triceratons these like big hulking monsters with red eyes and horns and they're dressed up in like suits and sitting down in chairs and they're like they're they're doing like the pregame discussion like oh they even hilarious. got their headsets on and everything i was like this is great yeah and like you know raz is like talking about it uh you know what's the new uh the inside scoop of the new four turtles that are going to be coming in fighting and then the guy's like yeah thanks Ed. and you know they're just like <laughs> going back and forth it's hilarious oh it's great yeah uh, it's just like a you know a uh, sports broadcast here, and then it's it's kind of got that whole like Roman Coliseum, you know, or bullfighting kind of arena fight to it because or you, Thunderdome. Oh, well done. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, it's cool to see all the Triceratons just absolutely surrounding this arena, and uh, the chief commander he's out there, and um, you know all the Triceratons that are going to be fighting in this tournament. You know, they all salute him. And man, I don't know if you you're looking at the one that looks like the Sarlacc pit monster. Oh yeah. Oh man, that's beautiful artwork right there. Yeah, it's really cool. I can't, I'm trying to figure out what the uh, the creatures are that are climbing on him. They look really weird. The guy in his mouth looks like he's wearing a basketball jersey. And I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, and they all have numbers on them. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, except the other guy's got like a hatchet, so I don't think that's basketball they were playing. Crazy stuff. The guy in his mouth looks like he's smiling. Yeah, he kind of does. He's, he's like, like hello. Hey, I'm on camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there's a couple of uh, pretty epic battles uh, during this arena. and Just great artwork. It's cool to kind of see all these different alien races going at it. Um, and then finally we get to the main event, which is our turtles. And this is where Fugitoid realizes, oh, man, I, I got to make a decision right away. This is terrible. And the chief commander, he, he baits him. He's like, hey, look, I could stop all this right now. Your turtles won't get harmed if you give me what I need. And Fugitoid sticks to his guns, and that's got to be a tough decision to make. He's like, no, I'm not going to design this weapon for you. So kind of, you know, leaving the turtles to hang out and dry, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what a hoser. <laughs> <laughs> the the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Ah, very very true. Thank you, Spock. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, um, man, I, I was surprised at the language in this issue. It's pretty. Uh, it's out there, man. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. I mean, this this is actually a really long issue. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's a lot of really detailed artwork. A lot of fight scenes. Actually, this one probably has more fight scenes than any other issue we've seen so far, just because. You see uh, all the battles before the turtles, mm-hmm. and then once the turtles actually, you know, get in the arena, there's a good what, like four? Uh, five, six, yeah, yeah geez, quite maybe a bit. like seven panels of them fighting in the arena, and uh, you know, and then they're they're fighting, and uh, then they actually end up uh, trying to escape, and they start getting chased uh, by um, the ramen dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh- it's it's kind of crazy to see Leonardo stab a triceraton through the chest, you know? Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. It's pretty cool. It, you actually see like the swords clanging. Uh, you see them doing all kinds of flips and things, and you see just the actual weapons just really kind of wreaking havoc throughout the battle. Yeah, and yeah, I was really impressed with the uh, with the amount of detail that they went into on this. But yeah, just seeing like uh, Donatello smashes his bow on oh, yeah. triceraton's face. Oh, it's awesome looking. Yeah, and it looks like he so he smashes his bow, and then uh, there's just like a kind of a broken end of a broom handle stick, and then he takes the broken end and starts swinging at people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like man, he's Jeez, going hardcore. <laughs> yeah, he's going for blood, man. Uh, no kidding. Jeez, yeah, but uh, yeah. So finally, they they beat all the champions in violent fashion, and they hop on like this this camera shuttle. I guess that was filming everything, so that was on your Triceraton cable stations. <laughs> um, and then, and then they ram right into uh, so they take the shuttle and they they head right into the commander's private booth or whatever you know <laughs> right in front he's, of everybody yeah <laughs> he's got a suite there he does he does it's it's really nice great seats they take him hostage so that they can escape uh, so they take him hostage and they start going into it looks like the the tunnels uh, and they're headed to his his hangar so that they can get a ship and escape uh, so then all the rest of the triceratons try to stop him. And just a shootout happens, and you just see there's just laser beams all over the place. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the turtles are all firing at the Triceratons and vice versa. And um, the Supreme Leader says, stop. You, stop. Sh- don't shoot. You might hit me on. He gets, <laughs> he gets nailed. Yeah, I was surprised by that. I was like, dang, they just killed their leader. Yeah, and he goes, oh, oh no, we shot the leader. <laughs> and Ralph's like, oh, man, they killed him. <laughs> I wonder what happened to the guy that shot him. Like, did he tell anyone or did he yeah, try to yeah. cover it up? That, that, uh, that'd be hilarious. He was like, that was my bad. That was me. That was my bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, it was totally the turtles. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it wasn't me. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, the turtles, they, they're they about to escape, but then they get they get ambushed by um, 
a whole bunch of uh, Triceratons. And just as they're surrounded, it just randomly, they all start glowing. And uh, one of the Triceratons shouts, stop them! And that's it. So we don't know exactly what's happened as far as, you know, are they get, getting transported elsewhere? And who, if so, who's doing that? Yeah, kind of a, another cliffhanger ending, which, you yeah. know, Joshua Rook and I were joking about, you know, the IDW series always having cliffhanger endings. And you know what? Mirage started it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing that one of the Triceratons got really hungry and they went to put something in the microwave and they forgot their fork in there. <laughs> And that's probably what happened. That's that's my theory. Yeah, he's trying to, yeah, but he's trying to get his food out. He's like, oh wait, there's a battle going on over there. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm like, I'm guessing that the next issue will will start with ding, and then they open up the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. It's like, man, I forgot to take the foil off the potato again. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so Hoser, so what'd you think of this issue? Well, you know, uh, I was really, really impressed with this one. I like you're kind of already caught up in the story, right? Because you have no idea what's going to happen. Uh, you don't know what kind of twists and turns are going to be. Uh, because, you know, when this issue started, uh, the turtles have been captured. So you don't know if they're going to die or, you know, yeah. what's going to happen. And uh, it's really neat to to take you through the story because you're not sure what's going to happen. And the dynamic of the struggle of Fugitoid you know, trying to decide, am I going to, you know, give in to try to save the turtles or am I going to, you know, stick to my principles and not, you know, not give them the technology they're looking for because they're going to use it for evil. Yeah. So, you know, I think this this issue had uh, a really interesting story to tell. They told it well. And on top of that, you just get tons and tons of action. I couldn't have said it better myself, man. You, you hit everything I was going to say. I just the pacing of this story is so good, and and the transitions work perfectly. Like there's so much going on in this one issue, uh, with the fight scenes, with uh, the moral dilemmas, with um, gosh, and then how it all blends with the great artwork and the very detail oriented artwork. This is just like for me, this is the almost like the peak of Mirage TMNT comics because this is everything you could ever hope for uh, as far as. You know, action as far as storytelling, and already in just issue six, we can tell that there's just a whole universe full of great characters in this series. You know, and a lot of new comic series, it takes a while to kind of build up that universe, but for the turtles, it's already there. Quite literally, they're going to different galaxies and uh, you know, different alien races and stuff. But I don't know. I just love the fact that it ties in New York. Still, I love the fact that you know April still has a tie-in here. Man, everything about this, and then the fight scenes and the layouts of the fight scenes, just perfect. Absolutely perfect. I like that they kind of make jokes and poke fun at things, like with the, uh, the Tri-Sports Arena. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they kind of, like, make it seem funny, but at the same time, they don't, like, they don't ruin the mood of the story. You're still, like, concerned and wondering what's going to happen with the Turtles. So I thought they re- did a really good job of doing that, like, keeping it kind of funny and interesting, but at the same time, maintaining, you know, uh, the story without, without breaking the mood of the story. Right, right. You know, I always wonder, like, who wrote most of the stories? Or was it, you know, 50-50 every time? Was it Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird 50-50 all the time? Or was Peter more the story guy where Kevin was more the artwork? Or You know, it just kind of makes me wonder. But, man, when those two were writing these comics, I mean, they were hard to beat as far as storytelling and, and artwork. Um, they were the best. But, uh, so, Hoser, how many uh, slices of pizza would you give this? You know, uh... I don't often do this, but uh, I'm going to go with a 10 on this one. Really? No kidding. Yeah. yeah. Is, this this your, is... is this your favorite one uh, of the Mirage you've read so far? 
Um, it's tough because I really like the first one a oh, lot. Yeah. Hard not to pick that one. So, I mean, the first one, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say there's not only one 10. So I'm going to say the first one is a 10, obviously, probably. Uh, but this one, I don't think they could have done a better job in it. Um, you know, if I'd say if, if you, you were down to only having, you know, like 10 different comics, you know, uh, you're on a desert island, you're only allowed to have 10 <laughs> comics. This would be one of them just because uh, it's got everything going on in it. And it's probably got some of the most fighting sequences and some of the best ones because of how detailed they are and, mm-hmm. you know, um, how aggressive the turtles get. I, I really like this one. I'm going to give it a 10. <sighs> I may... I may have to agree with you. I think I'd give this a ten as well. I think mine's more for personal reasons, just because I love dinosaurs. <laughs> you know, just because dinosaur, dinosaur. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really do. I, just the fact that you got mutated turtles fighting dinosaurs to the death on a uh, faraway planet—it just blows my mind. And yet, somehow, you can still pull in New York City again. So, I just—I don't know. I, I love everything about this book. I think it's the perfect blend of storytelling and artwork and pacing. Just great stuff. I loved this issue. Besides the first one so far, this has been my favorite uh, of the Mirage series so far. So, excellent stuff. All right, Jose, well, I guess we got a cartoon to watch, eh? Yeah, we do. Let's do it. Let's do it. Where are you going? Out to a movie. That okay with you? Yeah. Alright guys, so uh, today we are watching episode 3 of the second season, and this cartoon is entitled, It Came From Beneath the Sewers. Now, we've actually, we've actually skipped over episodes 1 and 2 of the second season. Josh and I, I know we've, we've finished the first season together, and technically, we've already seen the last two episodes because they were just the Archie comics. Remember with the Crooked Ninja Turtle Gang? Or we already read about them, so you know, we might as well just skip ahead to episode 3. So sounds good. Yeah. So have you ever seen this one before? Hoser? Um, you know, I don't remember. Yeah, I, I don't either. I don't either. I know the title comes from um, it came from beneath the sea, which was a, a 50s monster movie. But yeah, I don't really remember this episode at all. Uh, I probably saw it when I was a kid years ago. But uh, yeah, this this is gonna be a new adventure. All right, let's do it, man. I'm scared, though. What if it's scary? Oh, dude, it's okay. It'll be fine. <laughs> Grayson will be there to comfort you. That, that's true. That's true. <laughs> well, all right, listeners. Well, th- this episode's on YouTube, so if you ever want to follow along with us, um, uh, feel free to do so. And we're going to go ahead and click play in five, four, four three, two, two, one, and click. <laughs> Gets me every time. I know, right? <laughs> And Hoser, uh, thank you for bearing with me this morning. Uh, yeah, sure. Sorry no about problem, my internet man. connection. Jeez. No, that's all right. I, I seriously think we will get all this done in under an hour. A toy review, comic review, and a commentary. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, we're doing pretty good today. Yeah, yeah rocking. I love how his fingernails grow. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's pretty like cool. The Werewolf of London thing going there. Yeah. <laughs> It, you know, when you were talking about the title of this one, I just kept thinking of uh, Rocky 1. When uh, they're talking about uh, the fight between Rocky and Apollo, he's like, Apollo Creed versus the Italian Stallion. Oh, yeah. Sounds like a monster movie. <laughs> Sounds like a dang monster movie. <laughs> well, we got Leonardo eating pizza. And... 
No swords, though. That was, that was kind of a shame. Well, he had to put him down because he was eating. Oh, yeah. He used him to cut the pizza. <laughs> Ooh, that's kind of a rougher area in New York. Yeah, it's kind of like bombed out. Yeah. Looks like Detroit there. Right? <laughs> We're definitely getting closer. Wow, you can already see an improvement in the artwork uh, in this season. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Yeah, the turtles almost seem a little thinner. They do. They do. Yeah, they lost a couple pounds, eh? Yeah, <laughs> they skipped two episodes, man, and they've had a transformation. Yeah, it must have been veggie pizza. Yeah. So, uh, what, what is this device they have? Oh, gosh, is that the, the crystal that they got from that alien in, um... You remember the Archie series where they had the... Oh, was it the Incredible Shrinking Turtles? Okay. Oh, gosh, where there was a alien that crashed on the planet, and... He had left this crystal, and this crystal actually could find certain things that were really important. I can't remember what they were, though, off the top of my head. So now they're, they're using the crystal here. But I'm not sure what they're looking for. I love the background music they have for the carnival. Oh, it's great! <laughs> yeah, it makes me think of video games. Yeah, it does! But they use that sound clip over and over throughout the episodes. It's pretty cool. Ah, oh, that's awesome. Oh, there's Dimension X theme. Yeah. Meanwhile, in Dimension X... <laughs> Pat Freely. He's the best. Okay, so he doesn't have the crystal. <laughs> Lost? I love Baxter eating a sandwich. Yeah. You think it's PB&J? Definitely, definitely. Think he's a chunky guy or a creamy guy? Uh, I'm gonna go with chunky. Yeah, yeah. So that was always a chunky one. I forget what all the fragments did. Jeez, what's wrong with me? Oh, how convenient. You found that pretty... Oh, the prince had a receipt. <laughs> nice. What is, what does Shredder know the carnival is? <laughs> I used to go there all the time. I used to attend renaissance fairs there. <laughs> we would eat turkey flanks and drink lots of mead. <laughs> Hang a left at the bearded lady. Nice. Nice, he's scratching his shell. <laughs> yep, she lost her balloon. <laughs> I don't know, Rob, that doesn't work. I've tried not eating vegetables for a really long time, and I still haven't turned into a Ninja Turtle. No, no. I, I'm still gonna try. I'm still holding on to that hope. Yeah. Somehow I knew Michelangelo's gonna end up playing a game. <laughs> look how small they look. Like, look how small Michelangelo. He looks like a baby. Yeah, he does. And look at the people in the background. <laughs> so yeah, Mikey was actually throwing up baseballs and then hitting him with his nunchucks. Yeah, nice touch. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. That's probably not easy to do. No, no. Well, I mean, it was. It wasn't any trouble for me. Did you ever notice all the kids sound the same? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they have the same voice. They talk like this! <laughs> <laughs> He's got the Bebop shades on. Yeah, he does. Yeah. 
It, you know, it kind of looks like a neutrino a little bit. We can trade it for lots more you know what? You're right, he does. Yeah. He's a hot-riding teenager. Oh. Yeah, oh, they just picked it up and left. <laughs> Those two kids have the crystal? Alien tracking devices never lie. Nice. Knock him out and grab it? Yes. <laughs> well, I love that. Yeah, look um, at him. Wait a minute. <laughs> he totally was going. All right, I'll go ahead and hit him. <laughs> I love that Stan just has snack. So you can get one snack there. Just one. You're the next act. And why aren't you in your clown outfits? Excuse me, but I think you're making a mistake. Oh, clown, uh, clown outfits. I wonder if that's where the clown. Wasn't there a turtle, a Ninja Turtle clown? I thought that was Rob Luther. Oh, you hoser! Oh. <laughs> well played, well played. But I swear they they had the toys though. I think it was the turtles dressed up as clowns. Oh, they're like extorting April. <laughs> they are. <laughs> Children of the 80s. Credit card. Forget it. We don't take plastic. Nice. Oh, maybe we should have taken the three dollars. Man, you'll never get anywhere with that attitude. Some pretty witty kids. Let's <laughs> That little brat has it. From a baby. You certainly have a way with words, master. Gosh, I'll tell you what, Baxter has, um, he's definitely got, like, the Igor complex. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yes, Master. He's even seems slightly bent over. They're coming out of the shells. <laughs> coming out of our shells. <laughs> I don't know why we're doing this. I feel like such a doof. See? <laughs> they didn't like coming out of their shells either. <laughs> All right, so now the turtles are, uh, performing for the carnival. It's a huge carnival. Look how big it is inside. Yeah, it's like a huge circus. Yeah, it's a circus. And they've got a ladder where you just add water, and it, it grows. Yeah, you remember those? Oh, no, that's April. No. <laughs> she just shaved. Nice. How does Michelangelo have money? Yeah, really. My wallet in my other shell. Nice. Man, he's got a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. He's making a rain. I, I wonder what the turtles do to make that kind of money. I, I wonder if they have like side jobs, you know? I'm sure they uh, they keep it above collar, though. I'm sure they pay their taxes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Where'd you come from? If you must know, from Dimension X in a far off galaxy. You don't stop, <laughs> nice. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> this is Shredder, and, and he had a kid stomp on his foot. Have no fear, Master. I've got it. Good catch, Baxter. You must admit I do have soft hands. He could be one of the Mighty Ducks. He could. Soft hands. <laughs> I think that was the first and only time that uh, Shredder actually complimented Baxter. Yeah, that's that never happens. So now they're in some sort of warehouse, and they've got all this equipment. It looks like they're hitting it with some laser beams. Attached to their heads? No. <laughs> See, I, I don't know if the, uh, what they're using it for, because these crystals, they have the ability to shrink things, but what are they trying to use it for? Are they going to try to shrink... It 
seems to have picked up some money Earth for some reason? Some crud or something. Oh, they got some it's starting to grow. Slime growing there. From the crystals. It's some kind of spore-like substance. Like it's a kind of primitive form of plant life. It must have stuck to my boot when I was Some kind of grass or something was stuck to the stuck to Shredder's boot. A mutant plant. The perfect way to flush out those mutant turtles. Soon, the power of the Eye of Sarnoth will be mine. Eye of Sarnoth. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, um... Oh, gosh. Well, see, was that the thing that could change... That could shrink things? I can't remember. Yeah, I'm guessing it is. Yeah. Meanwhile, in the sewer... And we came so close to getting that fragment, too. Yeah, what a bummer. You came close once, the better to prepare you for your next encounter. Tell that to this tracking device. I think it's suffering from So Pete Renaday, is he your favorite voice hey, for Splinter? No absolutely. Yeah. Snailed it. Yeah, ab <laughs> absolutely. Uh, he's he's the best. Always will be. This gizmo's from another planet. I mean, what store carries battery size uh, quadruple Z? What do you advise? Look at Donatello how he's looking. <laughs> kind of had the bug eyes. Yeah. Uh oh, earthquake in the sewer. What's going on? It's kind of a cool animation there. Oh yeah. I saw this on the late show once. The invasion of the mean green giant killer beanstalk. Didn't think I could say it, did you? <laughs> <laughs> I love how they break the fourth wall too. They just like, yeah. look, you know, look right at the camera. Look how they're watching. So there's there's a vine that broke through the wall in the turtle air, and now it's grabbing Michelangelo. Yeah. It's like Little Shop of Horrors, man. Wow. Yeah, Leonardo just cut it right off. Yeah. Oh, now it's got April. Oh, the turtles are, like, tearing this thing up. Yeah, Oh, it looks yeah. like it's retreating. Yeah. Yeah, great animation. I'm really impressed. Yeah, that was awesome. But it was Mondo Bizarro. My guess is it's not from this planet. I could almost hear it say, ouch. <laughs> I think that was me. Well, whatever it was, we seem to have frightened it off. I have a feeling we have not seen the last of that plant creature. You think it's somehow connected to Ah, did you see that, that thing that was on the screen? Possible. He has there was like a fall in the animation there. No, I didn't see yeah, it. Yeah, uh, on Leonardo's face, you see this like little black smudge, then you see it eventually move up uh, off the wall and then just disappears. Huh. <laughs> so now the turtles are tracking that plant. And Baxter Stockman is playing Pac-Man. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't think uh, Shredder notice, but he did. Sometimes wonder how that little pinhead of yours manages to hold all those great big brains. Really, Master, you don't have to be cruel. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> He's so nervous around him. The turtles to their demise. <laughs> Hot tea. Sitting home all by your lonesome. You couldn't get a date either, huh? No, Irma, I'm staying... <laughs> Poor Irma. You couldn't get a date either, huh? Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, so 
You know who Irma kind of reminds me of? Janine from Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Ghostbusters. I'm sure glad I asked. So now they're having coffee at Irma's place. Maybe it's a gentleman caller. My gosh. I don't know any gentleman. I don't know any gentleman. Ah, somebody left a note. It's just me. Does April look a little different in this? Oh, uh, yeah, she does a little bit. I see. I'm so used to watching the first season with you. You can kind of see they've changed her look up a little bit. They're just figments of my imagination. Bye. This is the address on the note. Turtles, are you here? Uh oh. No. So his plan worked. Fooled you. Gotcha. So now Shredder's got Wait, April. wait, wait. So if they knew where she lived, why didn't they just break into the apartment and take her? Right. Well, you know, if they knew that was going to be a long trip, they were kind of short on gas. Yeah, I guess I guess uh, Shredder, uh, Shredder uh, drives a two-seater. <laughs> oh, he's got the turtle calm now. It'd be funny if uh, Shredder had a motorcycle and uh, you know, Baxter DeRoad in the uh, sidecar. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Metal Face Misfit. Oh, I love this split animation here. I've never seen this before. I'm, I'm not either. So uh, Shredder's calling um, the turtles, and so you get a shot of the turtles above and Shredder's below. So it's kind of cool. You got two simultaneous uh, animations going on there. So now the turtles are taking their van to go rescue April. That was a cool shot of uh, Splinter or Shredder with the uh, Turtle Com too. Oh, that's great! Rush in there without a plan. Yeah, that scuzzball probably has the place booby trapped. I think so much better on a full stomach. How about we take a pizza break? How about a pizza break? Pizza break. chill out, dudes. It was only a suggestion. Michelangelo, you just gave us the perfect way to surprise Shredder. I did. Oh, this is great. So you got the turtles, they're disguised as pizza delivery guys. It's four green pizza delivery boys. I don't remember. Oh my gosh. Alright, so the turtles bust in. Oh, they were oh, wasted the pizza. Like that was the plan, dude. It will take more than a pizza with extra olives to stop me. Well, it's good because we got a pizza with extra pepperoni. Oh! <laughs> See, I, lo I love the, the cheesy dialogue. It's so great. You can already yeah. tell, you know, that they were definitely going cheese ball here. <laughs> Blast you. That was good. Wow. Wow. Leonardo's katana can cut through uh, metal clasps there. Yeah. Poor Baxter. He's still covered in uh, cheese and sauce. Yeah. I love how he just grabs with one arm and like pulls him out a window. <laughs> and replacing our pizza. <laughs> hey, what was Michelangelo the master of again? <laughs> I can't remember. There you want it, don't you? Yeah. I do. It's been I think it has something to do with uh, Master of the Whirling Pizza. <laughs> Beautiful. See, now my day's complete. 
Oh man, so that, that plant just keeps growing and now it's tossing around cars and the turtles are trying to find um, the last few fragments of those crystals and I guess that's to maybe reverse the growth yeah, of this plant. Wild. Yeah. And it's it's coming up uh, into the city, it's breaking through streets and stuff. It's coming from beneath the sewers. Yeah, right. It's almost like the title of the episode, eh? <laughs> Gosh, I always love that side door with the gun. Whoa! Yeah, yeah it's like a Huey helicopter from uh, Vietnam. They just like bust out the side. They got oh, the door yeah, gunner. Yeah. It's awesome. Gosh, look at that plant. Whoa! Well, it's got like it's got like eight, like, eight eyes. eyes. Yeah. yeah. Like how. It's, That's an angry oh, plant. Mm. Like how his tongue's sticking out. He put a garbage can over Leo's head. Oh, Leo looked mad there. No one puts a trash can on my head. <laughs> Freak! <laughs> Freak! Wow, that was kind of weird. Yeah, that was. Yeah, you had Michelangelo screaming, but he was he was like off camera there. And I realize that you know there is no camera, but you you know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. <laughs> know what I'm saying? No, no, she's I'm picking up what you're putting down. Ah, oh, thank you. <laughs> At the root of the problem. Splinter is right. Yeah, I can resonate with that. But where do we climb onto it? Even the longest journey starts with a single step. Hmm. I think I know what Splinter means. I think I know what Splinter means. Well, what are we waiting for? An engraved invitation? Let's go! Alright, so now they're, they're following that mutagen. The trail leads along this corridor... To a wall. And then the same wall that uh, April ran into. Something really <laughs> weird going down here. Oh, there it is! Oh, just busted through the wall. Yeah, looks like the Kool Aid Man. Oh yeah! Oh, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have any eyes now. Yeah, yeah. And it kind of looks like uh, you know, the Rolling Stones lips. Kind of looks like those. Oh yeah. You mean exactly? You who? Oh, Flora. No, the eyes are back. Oh, there they are. Wow. Come on, man. <laughs> you mustn't keep a weed waiting. But I feel like such And a there's Michelangelo dressed up as a plant. <laughs> oh, he got the plant's attention. Uh-huh. <laughs> now it's flirting with him. Oh, yeah, he's tickling Michelangelo. <laughs> oh, he's trying to give her a smooch. It likes you. A little smoochie-woochie. <laughs> Plant one on its lips. Oh, this is great. Oh, now you... <laughs> yeah. He busts out the uh, weapons now. Yeah, I love the smushing sound. Yeah. <laughs> I like how my clan's just, like, clanking against it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. There goes Leonardo. Yeah, He's going for the, the head. Wait, wait. Oh! Stabs it in the throat. Stabs it in the throat. Looks like adios for this vine fellow. Wow. 
I think it's the first time the turtles have actually just straight up murdered something. Yeah, they're all celebrating yeah. too. Yeah, they're like, yeah, we killed it. Watch it, bud. You're crushing my leaves. I may want to wear this at the next Harvest Moon ball. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great. This is some dynamite pizza. What's on it, Michelangelo? Everything except green veggies. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> After that experience with the giant plant. I hope you fellows don't feel that way about all plants. What's that for, April? Well, every sewer can use a little cheering up. Well, it is sort of pretty. What kind of plant is it? <laughs> Venus flytrap. <laughs> oh, she tells me. <laughs> oh, it's it's great. Oh, this is so 80s. I love it. And that's how it ends with April surprising them with a little Venus flytrap plant. And uh, man, this was a fun episode. I really really enjoyed this. What about you, man? Yeah, it was a pretty good one. I liked it. It, it, you can definitely tell a, a stark difference between the tone of, of this particular episode and the story arc from the first season, can't you? I mean, like the, fir the first season was a lot darker, even though they had its comedic moments and stuff. But this is definitely more lighthearted. Yeah, this one's definitely geared more towards kids. And I'm guessing at this point, the, uh, the toy line has probably been a little bit more successful. Yeah. Now, did they have this plan as a toy? Um, they probably I, did. Yeah, I think they did. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I've not seen it, but I, you know, knowing the Ninja Turtles and Playmates, I'm sure they had, they had a toy for everything. So I'm sure there is one. And uh, and I wonder if they had a toy of Michelangelo dressed up like a plant slash hula girl. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to get that. I'd love that. But uh, so, Hoser, how many slices of pizza would you give this out of ten? Uh, it was pretty good. I'd give it a seven. Seven? Yeah, I think I think seven's pretty solid. It was definitely cheesy, but it wasn't overly cheesy, and it's like, oh, where it makes you groan. I, I, I genuinely laughed at some parts, even though it's definitely geared for kids. you got to appreciate it for what it is, and uh, you know, I, I love the quirky plot. I don't know, it's just got its own charm to it, so I'd give this uh, seven Venus flytraps out of ten. Nice. <laughs> so, Hoser, man, we did it in, gosh, about an hour. Not bad. Not bad. My wife will be pleased. <laughs> <laughs> So, Hoser, what kind of pizza are we going to have to close out today's Totally Tubular episode? Uh, well, since we had plants on that one, I'm thinking uh, Brussels sprout and onion. Ooh, Brussels sprout and onion. You know, now, do you actually like Brussels sprouts? Uh, they're okay. I actually do, too. You know, there's a, yeah. I remember um, when I was a kid, I remember people like looking at me like I was like I had three heads or something like that when I ate Brussels sprouts. They're good. You throw yeah. a little salt and butter on there. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like a mini little cabbage. It is, it is. Yeah. They're, they're delicious. All right, dudes and dudettes. Well, here's to hoping you enjoy your Brussels sprouts and onion pizza. Cowabunga, dudes. Cowabunga.